Because if you don't understand the theory, the scientific reason, the brain as to why your teen is behaving and interacting with you in the way that they are, then you're not going to know which strategy works best. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Marcella. I'm so glad to be back. And I am so excited about today's interview. Yes, I'm very excited because we have in the house Dr. Lahart, a pediatric psychologist. She's a parenting coach of parents of twins and teens. And then the most exciting part is that she is coming on board with us in High Put Club to serve the parents of twins and teens with her course, her digital guide, her free masterclass. She has all sorts of amazing things going on here in Heimput Club and I'm very honored and I feel very excited that she agreed to be part of our family. Hi Dr. Lahart. Hello Marcella. Hello Rachel. I'm really Hi. glad to be part of your family. I think this is awesome. <laughs> It is. It's so fun. (laughs) All month, we've been talking about parenting older children, specifically twins and teens. So twins go between nine and 12, right? Yes. And then teens from 13 to 19. So that's the age range that we're going to be talking about today. The topic is, is it too late? Is it too late to restore our relationship with our older children? I get it a lot in my social media. I've been yelling for so long. I've been doing punishment for so long. And now I want to be better, but I feel that my child hates me. Is it too late? That's what we're going to find out today. But before we go there, I have an exciting announcement. And it's that this Friday, May 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, Dr. Lahart has a free masterclass for you to attend. She's going to be walking you through the three main ingredients, elements of restoring your relationship with your tween and teen so you can start fresh if you want to register open the description of this episode and you can register there completely free or you can go to the link in our bios on social media and it is there as well dr lackhart is it too late never it's never too late and you know the funny thing is whenever i put a post in relation to that i get quite a few parents who get very defensive about that statement like it's not even a negative statement and it's not even a controversial controversial statement, but I get people who say, no, there are times when it's too late. Like what if my teen is doing this? Or what if I have done this? Or what if their dad did this? And I'm like, it is never too late. As a pediatric psychologist, as a therapist to teens and tweens, which is one of my favorite groups to work with, they say that exact same thing. Like I'll meet with their parent on one session and the parent will say all these horrible things about their relationship. My teen hates me and they don't want me in their life. And they're always rolling their eyes. And then I'll meet with the teen and they're like, I don't know why my mom hates me so much. I really love her. I don't know why she's always misinterpreting. I feel so misunderstood. The view that the parent often has of their teen, even when they have an attitude, is not what they're trying to show. So then when the parent has like washed their hands of them and think that, well, let's just wait till you're 18 and move out. And they just think it's too late. I'm like, it's not like they desire this connection. They just don't always know how to do it. 
And I think that's the hard thing to see the person in front of you who you adore and love that's treating you like crap. <laughs> it's that's not their intention. And it's so hard to grasp that because it looks like it when you're talking to them, when you're interacting with them. I do not feel like it's ever too late because even when I work with adults in parent coaching or therapy, they say the same thing. Like they're like, oh, I wish that I could reconcile with my parent. So like, even as an adult child, <laughs> they still want that relationship. So definitely it's not too late when you have a teenager. I'm just imagining what about if my mom and my parents would have changed their ways when I was 12, 13, 17. It would have changed the game for me so, so much. And they did change their ways. I was already married and it still felt healing, very healing to me when they talked to me and they said, I'm sorry, I can't see that they're trying to build a relationship with me. That's healing, but it would have been more productive if they would have done it sooner when I was living with them. Absolutely. I agree with that. The most difficulty I had was with my dad. And while we have restored so much of our relationship now, thinking about him coming to me in those teen years would have been a complete game changer. And I find that as well too. Like my parents were divorced when I was three and my dad was pretty much not in our life at all. And I always tried to reach out and I got to the point where I'm like, why am I reaching out? I'm the kid here. And even though I'm grown, married, have kids of my own, I occasionally I do reach out to him. We talk every once in a while. I feel like even if now, if he were to say, I'm sorry that I wasn't there. I'm sorry that I never remembered your birthday. I'm sorry I didn't come to your graduations or your wedding. Like even if he were to apologize, I would totally accept it. Totally. Yeah. So I just, I think we have to remember it's never too late to reconcile with our kids. It's never too late to reconcile with our teens and they actually want it. It's just sometimes they don't know how to do it first because they're relying on us as the grown-up who's supposed to know better, which sometimes we don't because like we just all said, we ourselves are doing our whole own healing from our own past generational mm -hmm. stuff with our own parents. But we have to stop that cycle. We got to do something different because and if not, we're just passing on the same thing. Do you feel like that perception of behavior starts earlier than the preteen phase? Because obviously there's a disconnect there. And I tell parents all the time in coaching sessions that our perceptions and beliefs about our children's behavior are every bit as important as the behavior is itself. And often while the behavior does need to be modified, so do our thoughts and beliefs about their behavior. So when do you feel like that starts and how would you encourage parents to start switching their perceptions and beliefs? That's a really great question. When I work with, because I work with parents of kids of all ages, and I find that when parents start to see their kids, I think toddler age, because toddlers and teens are very similar, as we all know, right? Um, they all have that autonomy and control and that kind of willful, quote, disobedience that is perceived as willful disobedience. And I think that when they become toddlers, like little teenagers for a lot of parents, I think that's when it starts. I think the perception and mindset about your kid tends to change because I hear that same thing. Oh, my kid is manipulating me. They should know better. You know, they know this, they know that I already taught them better, you know, all these different thoughts. So I think it starts early. I think it starts early when they're no longer this little blob of dependence on you and they become, you know, verbal and they 
they can walk around and do things on their own. I think that mindset starts to change where parents are thinking ill of their kids. They're thinking that they know better and they're trying to ruin my life in some mm-hmm. way. And then I think fast forward when they become teens and tweens, because it's not that much of a difference from when they're toddlers to tweens, right? Because we're talking about nine. So when you go from like two, three, four, and then nine, I mean, you're like, when is it possible when it's more positive? But then I think it carries over because now you're like nine, 10, 11, 12, 15, and you definitely should know better. And I think that just sticks, but it becomes more magnified because they're now older. I've been teaching you all these years and it should have stuck at some point in that mentality. And so I think that's where then they're like, okay, well, great. So it definitely is too late now, because if this is the kind of relationship we have, I don't think there's any way to repair at this point. Something just hit me like really, really hard when you said that there is not much from where they are now when they're small to when they become twins. I was thinking my twins, they're two years away from becoming twins. It wasn't long ago that I was pregnant with them. I'm just thinking about it. Wow. Like time flies. It does. And time is of the essence. The children that you have right now is not the same ones that you're going to have two years from now. They change so much. So if you think about it, timing is really of the essence. Because if I want to raise happy, confident six-year-olds, I only have less than a year to do that, to build them up and to raise the best four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 13, 16, 17 year old. Time is really of the essence and it is never too late. I've been doing foster care for a long time and all my foster children, they've always been twins and teens, except for the beginning. I did toddlers and preschoolers, but then after that, I was like, send me the older ones. I want to have the the twins and teens because there was a big need and the big need that I saw at least in Arizona is that very few foster homes wanted to receive the twins and teens everybody was give me a baby give me a toddler and I wonder is it because people in a way think they're already 16 it's too late from experience these children they came from traumatic backgrounds I did therapeutic foster care so all of them had diagnosis ADHD mood disorder or even physical diagnosis such as diabetes or adrenal hyperplasia let me tell you from experience caring for these children I saw how they went from reactivity or shutting down not even letting you end their world to communicating their needs better to relating to me and to others better all thanks to restoring their faith in relationships and to let them know that yes there is still an adult that cares for you and that they do change but they need to feel safe to change so my question is where do people get stuck is it that they don't even want to try to restore the relationship or is it that they've tried and they just get hit with a big brick wall and then they give up well I think that they're trying in the wrong way because they don't understand you can't attend all these summits parenting summits read all these blogs and listen to all these podcasts and do all these strategies if you don't understand why they're even doing it in the first place. So that's why I take so much time in my parent coaching, in my courses, in my talks to understand why. Because if you don't understand the theory, the scientific reason, the brain as to why your teen is behaving and acting and and interacting with you in the way that they are, then you're not going to know which strategy works best. You're just going to be making it up and winging it. So yeah, I think a lot of parents are trying a lot of stuff, but they're addressing the wrong thing 
thing. They don't even understand the teen in front of them. And one of the biggest needs teens have and tweens have is to be understood. They want to just be understood. And I just had this experience last night. I'm exhausted today because of this. I have a nine-year-old, almost 10-year-old son who's very sensitive kid. I adore this boy, but oh my gosh. (laughs) And I understand why he is the way he is. I get it. I totally understand. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, So last night we're going through his homework. He's a very bright, very intelligent, but he expects things to come easy because they often do. So when they're hard, he becomes frustrated and that frustration then becomes our frustration because we allow it to. And so even though I understand it in the moment, it still feels aggravating. And I think that understanding helps because what I was able to do then is then reconnect before bedtime. And he's told me, he's like, mommy, I know that you're frustrated with me. I'm really doing my best. And I said, I know you are. And he's like, and I know you're doing your best too and I said yes I am (laughs) he's like I'm sorry you know and I said I'm very sorry for getting frustrated with you too and we hugged and it was great because I understood where he was coming from I understood how his brain thinks I understand who he is and that connection really helped us to then reconnect and restore that and that really made a huge difference then it was like as if nothing ever happened and I think that is so important because I think so often we want to hold a grudge right because we want to be like they need to know their behavior behavior was inappropriate. They need to know that I'm mad at them. Okay. So now you've won. Now they know you're totally ticked off at them. Now what's the benefit in that? Now what? And so I think that that understanding them, I think is that stuck point, Marcel. I think that's the place where parents get stuck because they don't fully understand their teen, which is why they're responding to them in the way they did. Because if they did understand them, they would respond differently. It kind of makes me realize something. When I did therapeutic foster care, like these children were disrupted from foster care home to foster care home to foster care home in an average of 14 times before they got referred to therapeutic foster care. And they were disrupted because of their behaviors. And people get stuck on that, their behaviors. But what about them? What is going on with them? One day, my 16-year-old, he came from school. He didn't even say hi to me. He opened the door, didn't close it, didn't say hi to me. I was in the kitchen, went to his bedroom, slammed the door so hard that my twin's baby gate fell off. And I was like, whoa, what happened? So what happens when parents don't understand? Then they filter the behavior through their own lenses. He came to my house, didn't even say hi to me. And on top of that, he's trashing my house, slamming doors. 45 minutes later, he came out. I didn't even say anything about the gate or the slamming door or why he didn't say hi to me. I said, are you hungry? He said, yes, I'm a little hungry. He used to fix his after school snack, but that day I did it. When parents don't understand, they see that like she's permissive like he came to her house he didn't even say hi to her and now she's making him an after school snack I say that because my mother-in-law was in there and she was giving me that look of like what are you doing but I knew exactly what I was doing I needed to go in his mind and his heart and I couldn't do it if I would have came up from a power over approach we sat down on the table and I said I'm just gonna is it okay if I'm just next to you he said yeah uh, whatever and then as he started eating he said ah I'm just done with school. I'm like, what happened? He said, it's just so hard to be homosexual. So hard. He was disclosing all these sorts of bullying and things that he was living, um, like really bad name calling the F word for, you know, homosexuals. And oh my gosh, I, we cried. <laughs> he cried, I cried. And then I would have been able to find out what was going on with him, really, if I would have came from not understanding approach from a, I'm the parent, you're 
the child, you're in my house, you're treating my house and me poorly. You have to make this straight. And that happens when we don't understand our twins or teens. There are three key ingredients or elements to repair our relationship with our twins or teens. So why are those, Dr. Blackheart? Yes. And I love that you use the word ingredients because it's like a recipe, right? A yummy recipe. <laughs> and uh, I think it's important because it's like with baking, it has to be done well and correctly in order for you to get the results that you want so that you're not just making up stuff as you go along. So I see three key ingredients. The first one is the thing that we mentioned and that Marcel, you said so beautifully in your story. And what I did with my son is understanding your team. That's the first First part is really understanding how they work, what their brains are doing, what their bodies are doing, why they do what they do, just understanding them from a neurological, neuropsychological, biological, even perspective to understand why are they acting this way? Even if it doesn't make sense to you, it's just understanding them. I think that's the first step. The second thing is to restore the relationship because many times people think it's too late because their relationship is in shambles. So it's about restoring it because once you understand understand what's missing, which once you understand that, you know, school is hard or that, you know, I'm trying my best. Once you understand what's really going on, then you can restore that. You can repair that and get connected in a way where they do feel understood. And there's a connection there. And then the third thing is then building them up for success. And it's not just building up for the kind of success that you have in your mind. Like, well, I never got to go to school. So they're going to go to school and they're going to get a big degree, you know, not just that kind of success, success in general. It's the success that when they've done like lunch, longitudinal studies where they've looked at people who've been successful over the years. There was this big study that they did. It was over, I think, 60 years. And they found that people who were most successful in marriage, careers, money, just well-being, being content, just loving life, they all said was that they had parents who loved them unconditionally. Mm. That's the success we're looking wow. for. Is that well, gave me <laughs> yeah. It's that well-adjusted person who is content, loving life, and living a life that they value. So that's what we want is to understand them, store their relationship and then build them up for success so that they are well-adjusted, regulated kids who love coming home and calling their mama and their daddy and their grandpa and their uncle, like kids who enjoy being around you and want to hang out with you. That's the kind of relationship I had with my mom is that I loved hanging out with her. My friends loved being around us because they loved that I loved being around my mom. And it was that connection, feeling like you're known and you're understood and you're just loved just for who you are and all your quirks, all your hangups, all your attitudes, that it's not this conditional love that I'll love you and say, oh, you're a good kid when you're, you know, making me look like a good parent. But, you know, I'm going to like, you know, poopoo on you when you make me look bad and you're embarrassing me in public. No, it's not about that. So I think that's what it is. Understanding, restoring, and then building them up. I'm sure we have cycle breakers listening to us right now saying, okay, I need that recipe. <laughs> I need those ingredients. So where can they get those ingredients? Yes. Well, they're in luck because I have a free webinar masterclass this week, Friday, talking just about that where they're going to get all of that information so that they know exactly what that looks like and what they can do to start discovering how to better understand their teen and how to restore that and what they need to do to start moving towards that direction. Again, if you want to register, it's free. Seating is limited. So make sure that you sign up before all the seats are taken. Open the description of this episode and the registration link is there. 
Twitter. Follow Dr. Lockhart on Instagram, on TikTok, dr.andluis.lockhart. Or you can register in my bio as well at Heimfoot So I would love to hear what your main takeaways were, Marcella and Dr. Anne Luis. Would you share your takeaway as well after Marcella's done? My main takeaway that is never too late. I don't have a doubt that we love our children and we want a relationship with them. And the good news that I got from Dr. Lockhart is that they want that relationship as much as we want it, even if it doesn't look like it. For me, my takeaway and the thing that I, uh, I love talking about this so much and, and wanting to live it out in my own life is that our teens and our tweens are really trying their best. And just like we're trying our best too, the same compassion that we need to give to ourselves when we screw up, we need to offer that grace to them when they do as well. So, and just remember that they're trying their best. And I think if we can remember that, we can really see them from a different lens and a different mindset. My biggest takeaway is definitely that as a toddler mom, if I can conquer these years, I can conquer those teen years and I will be okay. I think it's so common that parents are fearful of the preteen and teen years. And I love that you have resources and that you've partnered with High Impact Club to provide those resources to parents here in this community so that they don't have to fear those years, that they can go through them with confidence and connection. If you enjoyed this episode, we want to encourage you to leave us a review here and let other parents know what you got out of it. If you happen to share the podcast on Instagram, be sure to tag us. We have our social media handles linked below in the description. If you are a member or a customer of High Impact Club and you have purchased any of our products, you can also join our private Facebook community, the HIC Cycle Breaker community. If you're looking through the resources that we have, you'll notice that everything for tweens and teens is going to be in blue. And then everything else for children that are younger than that is going to be in orange to make it really easy for you to navigate the website. And we want to remind you as always that it only takes understanding to break your cycle. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.